0: Hi, this is Christine, and this is episode 37. Today I want to talk about something pretty important. I want to talk about self-blame. For most people that struggle with self-esteem, self-blame plays a part in this, so I want to make sure that we address this. If you have ever had something go wrong in your life, and your thought process is, if only I had loved them more, if only I had given them more, if only I had been more patient if only I had seen this coming, if only I had been smarter or stronger, if that's the thought going through your head, or if you've repeatedly experienced something going wrong and thoughts like this go through your head, you may be struggling with self-blame. So real quickly, blaming ourselves can play an important role in healing if we have actually done something wrong, we need to acknowledge it and accept it and correct it and move on. That is the time and place for quote unquote blame in the form of acknowledgement to improve. Where this gets really twisted is when you start self-blaming repeatedly for things that are not your fault or focusing so much on the self-blame that you can't get to the part of the process where you're able to heal and change it, improve it and move on. Your self-esteem is going to stay where it's at if self-blame is a factor in in how you process your days and your interactions. You may be self-blaming and not even realize that you're doing anything damaging or unhealthy because it's so much a part of who you are and how you process things. It could be a behavior that you were taught as a child. So I really want to highlight this one because if we are working on our self-esteem, we have to get rid of any obstacles, and this is a big one. One of the things that will really play a part in whether or not you are experiencing repeated self-blame is the failure to recognize that you're human. I've talked to so many people who will tell me that they are really good at forgiving other people and really bad at forgiving themselves. And that's where this comes in. You're human. And by definition, that means you will make mistakes. Humans are flawed. Humans are emotional. Humans are not so great at seeing into the future and predicting what's going to happen next. Just like everyone else around you, you are human and you have to hold yourself to a human standard. If you're holding yourself to a standard of perfection, your only choice is to fail and fall short and be a disappointment. So the first thing that I really want you to remember is that you're human and humans are flawed. So that's one reason why people tend to self-blame. They remember everyone else is human and they forget that they are. So let's remember that you're human and that that means that you will make mistakes. And that is actually perfectly okay. So here's one of the other things that will lead to self-blame. You have an idea in your head of what is supposed to happen or going to happen. And somewhere along the line, it falls short. And because it was your idea, you take blame. Somewhere along the line, you miss that there is a balance between yourself and the person you're interacting with that there is responsibility on both sides, and that in any given situation, there can be outside factors that are wildly outside of your control. It's really easy to have an idea of what you think should happen, and when it goes wrong, because your idea is shattered and there's emotions attached to that, to take on the blame. It's important to recognize the responsibility the other people in the situation hold and recognize when outside factors outside of your control played a part. Any blame that does not belong to you needs to be left on the table. Self-blame often is something that started in childhood. While this can be something that developed as an adult, probably there was already aspects of this there in childhood. Possibly you were blamed when your younger siblings broke something, got loud, left a mess. Possibly you were blamed for your parents' behavior. Maybe your father or mother got drunk and then took out their anger and frustration on you and let you know how disappointing you were. Maybe your parents had expectations for you that were not reasonable or realistic or healthy and got mad at you for not meeting them. And all of these things can trigger the pattern of self-blame. Part of self-blame really is trying to have control. Because without control, the situation is very scary and that's not comfortable. Unfortunately, it can be much more comfortable to self-hate and self-blame to give the illusion of You actually had a lot more control in the situation than you really did. And so this part of it is truly an illusion because reality is we have some control. We actually have more than we think in different ways, but everyone else also has an equal amount of control over how they participate, what they say, what they give, whether or not they honor their promises, whether or not they're being honest. And outside factors, because we live in a world with, well, other human beings, we don't have absolute control. And yes, that can seem really scary. And it might seem very beneficial to self blame to give the illusion of control. However, when that happens, you are actually freezing any ability that you have to grow, learn new things, take your life to a better place, evolve, mature, So it's very important to recognize how self-blame is affecting you so that we can move past it and take on a different way of being when things go wrong. When a person struggles with low self-esteem, self-blame actually can have the perceived benefit of being very comforting because it actually reinforces the limiting belief about your worth, what you deserve, your ability to be loved, It confirms that you have a right to be hating yourself. And as wild as that sounds, if that's what you believe about yourself, self blame is going to feel comforting. So we really need to shake this up so you can let go of the self blame and leave that on the table and accept yourself for who you are and take responsibility only for what's yours to take responsibility for. So let's talk about what we can do to make this better. So keep in mind, you're human just like everyone around you. And that means flawed, imperfect, with shortcomings, going to make mistakes, and that is perfectly okay. So knowing that, I want you to step forward with me into what you can do instead of self-blaming. Otherwise, your self-esteem cannot get better. One thing I really want you to hear me say about this is that the ultimate intention behind self-blaming is good, right? We want to limit problems in the future. We want to stop negative outcomes for those that we love and ourselves. We want better. And so it's okay to acknowledge that the intention behind the self-blaming is positive. The way that you're going about it, though, is detrimental, When we are attacking the issue from a place of self-blame, it makes it really hard to trust others because we're creating this illusion that they don't have any control over what's happening. So we can't trust them to help us make it better. We also can't trust ourselves because as you've said in the self-blame, you can't do anything right. You always mess it up. You're too stupid to figure this out. You can't control yourself. It's a very destructive loop. So we need to break it. And the first step to that is acknowledging that it's there for a good purpose. We need to find a different way to accomplish that same goal. So what I really want you to do is find some time today or this week to come back and listen to this next part because I want you to be undistracted and ask yourself some questions. I really want you to consider The possibility that there is another way to create the world that you want and another way to handle the situation when things go wrong. So, the first thing I want you to ask yourself is this When something goes wrong, what am I telling myself about the situation? So, we already covered some of this. I'll give you some more examples. Are you telling yourself, It's all my fault? I should have known better. I should have seen this coming. If only I had loved them more been more patient, given them more. What are you telling yourself about what went wrong? Next, I want you to ask yourself, how are you relating to what's going on? What emotions are coming up for you? What part are you playing in the situation? How are you reacting to the blame you're putting on yourself? Are you taking all the blame somebody else is giving you? How are you relating to what's happening? Next, I want you to ask you, how are you relating to yourself? Are you seeing yourself as human? Are you seeing yourself as a flawed human? Are you relating to that as bad, wrong, evil? Or are you relating to you being human as good, natural, acceptable? The next question I want you to ask is where are you being too impatient with yourself? And in that impatience, are you being demeaning to yourself? Are you expecting yourself to have hit a standard that is not possible or probable for you? Where are you being harsh and judgmental with yourself? Where are those areas where you are expecting yourself to have bent over backwards, read somebody's mind, predicted the future? Are any of those factors a part of what is going on in the situation where you're self-blaming? Now here's the last question I want you to ask yourself and really think about and be honest with yourself about. How does all of this make you feel? There's no wrong answer. This is your truth. And since we are not self-blaming in this situation, it is perfectly okay for your answer to be whatever it is. The importance is that you are honest that you look at it, and that you accept the truth for what it is. It's so important to ask these questions because it is exhausting to pay this close of attention to our flaws. It is exhausting to work up this sense of unworthiness on a regular basis. It is paralyzing to live with the fear of failure, and it is impractical to expect improvement out of judgment and blame. So can you put down the self-blame? Can you accept your own humanness? Can you put down the need for control and only carry the burden of what is yours to own? You've probably heard the serenity prayer, even if you've never been to an AA group or in a Christian setting, accept the things you cannot change, right? That's part of it. It's maybe the hardest part of it. Because that is the part that is telling us we have to let go of control. We can't control other people. We can't control all of the circumstances that are going to affect our life. But here's what you can do. You can find peace in the fact that you're human and you no longer have to attain being perfect. You can take comfort in the fact that it's not all your fault. You can put down the burden of having to control the whole situation If self-blame is a pattern for you, what I am suggesting may sound scary. And yet I promise you that there is a huge amount of relief in not having to do it all and not having to control it all. There is a huge burden removed from your shoulders when it becomes okay to be imperfect. A joy will come to your life when you don't have to know all the answers and fix it all and do it all and predict it all and hold the blame for it all. Only your part. Only your part. And your part looks like the words that you said, the actions that you took. That is all, okay? Anything beyond that, put it down. Thank you for being here with me this week. I'm really grateful you allowed me to share this topic with you. If this is something you're struggling with and you need help figuring out how to let go of self-blame so your self-esteem can improve, you can always reach out to me. Join our Facebook group, Self-Esteem Truths, you can message me there. Pay very close attention this week to where you are self-blaming, and I will talk to you next week. Bye!